Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back everyone and happy almost November if you're listening in real time. The days have been flying by and I swear I was just doing my intro into happy October. (laughs) Uh, What a month. It really flew. I think for me personally it went by so fast because you know I moved to Austin, I went on a work trip to Dallas, Uh, I was settling in, I got a new job, you know, all the things that just come in and distract you and the next thing you know, like three weeks have passed by and yeah, it's a whole new month, three or four weeks I suppose there. Uh, So yeah, if you haven't actually been following, well not actually, I don't know why I said it like that, if you haven't been as up to date with my updates on Instagram and all that, maybe miss the announcement, I decided in the midst of all this current craziness to add to it by taking on a serving job. Yay! (laughs) No, I joke. I actually really love it. Um, The socializing aspect of it, albeit COVID safe, uh, it's everything. Like, I have just realized over time that yes, I need my alone time, and yes, I love being alone. Truly, I do at home. But I also need socializing and it's just overall better for like my mood, my mental health, all of that. And it's just helped me feel a lot more settled in with the move. You know, I've made friends through the job. I've had some extra money coming in. um, I've seen lots of attractive Australian men and not Australian men as well. Um, I've talked to so many new people and just seen like I've eaten some really good food there too. So overall, you know, like, although it's added to the crazy, it's also brought a lot of good. It's called Two Hands in Austin. So if you live here, come check it out. Maybe I'll be working. And if I am working and you stop in, please say hi. Like, let's connect. I would love that. Yeah, so that's that's about it. And then with this episode, I'm also feeling very happy and content and excited about it. Uh, because it's just like a good way to close out this month of October. Considering today's guest, Sophia Kelly of Wellness with Soph, she just is amazing. I mean, as you'll hear in this episode, she actually has a thing for like cowboys, and so I feel like me being here in Texas and her talking about that cowboy love (laughs) was just opportune. If you guys don't already follow Soph, I urge you to run to your phone, get on Instagram, and do it. She is one of my favorite content creators to follow. She's just like a unicorn in this Instagram space where she is so authentically herself and you just look at her content and you read what she shares and think, wow, I want to be like that when I grow up. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm joking, but only semi. Like I just, There's something about her that's just truly magnetic and I think it is the way that she just so authentically and honestly shares her life and just doesn't give a fuck like what what people think of her and not in that like haughty I'm better than you way but in a way of just she's living her life and she's living it according to you know what 
what she desires and what is right for her and what is right for the people around her. She's not letting like the influence and opinions of others drag her down, which is something that I struggle with and I know so many of you do as well. And this convo is just a great showcase of that life of hers, you know, and her personality and we really get into it all. Uh, and if you are unfamiliar with Soph and you aren't yet following her, she is an LA-based content creator sharing her very unfiltered life, touching on topics such as mental and emotional health, personal growth, spirituality, health, wellness, the divine feminine, and so forth. Truly, she touches on it all. And she's also on YouTube, where she shares even more behind the scenes and on topics such as, you know, finances, skin, beauty, tattoos, overall vlogging. She's just very entertaining to watch. I love it. She loves it, as you'll hear her discuss in this episode, so definitely check that out. And although we had a few little tweaks and issues with audio, I think overall this episode will be a straight fire. Um, and also, I should note, thanks to my dumbass computer and my semi-bad editing skills, I believe a little bit of this conversation got cut out and just disappeared entirely. And so if it suddenly jumps from Soph talking to me talking and it makes no sense whatsoever, that's why. <laughs> Otherwise, just listen in as we discuss so much from Soph's childhood and how living in LA with an open and honest parents and childhood helped her embrace the authentic side of things, her experience with ditching labels to embrace just being flexible with who we are and what we do in life, uh, why change is good, and although it be scary at times, we also touch a bit on health and wellness and why, you know, she doesn't classify herself as disordered eating recovered or anything like that, which is something a lot of us listening, a lot of us in general <laughs> struggle with. Uh, so it was very neat to hear her perspective um, as someone who wasn't like too deep in that world, she just had some like surface level things, just like a new perspective and perfect for any of you that are feeling the same way where it's like, eh, I don't think I have disordered eating or I don't think I have an eating disorder, but I'm kind of worried about this habit I have. This is the convo for you. Uh, and then on the end, we do touch on Instagram overwhelm and how to manage it in a well wellness focused way so that you're not going off the deep end struggling you know with anxiety or going back into bad habits um just how to approach instagram with like a new mindset around it so you can follow along learn more about soph at wellness with soph on instagram find her on youtube everything will be linked below and if you enjoyed this conversation as much as i did uh having it with soph you can go ahead and let us know share it on your Instagram stories, tag us, send us a DM. I would love to connect with you and I'm sure Soph would as well. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels, linked below for spelling, and at Let's Thrive Podcast. Also, you can always send this episode to a friend if you think they would like it. That truly helps spread the word of the podcast, gets it out there. And if you're feeling especially grateful and just have a minute of free time, you could leave a rate and review it means so much for the show makes me smile i just overall it's it's just a good thing to do you know so thank you all as always for listening and without further ado let's begin 
if you would want to kind of like take us back a bit, we all know, you know, who you are. So from Instagram and Instagram and YouTube, but like, what was the childhood like that created you into the woman you are today? Like, let's, let's just type a, you know, kind of wind things up a bit and start from the get go. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in Los Angeles. I've only ever lived here. It's all I know. So I, I think I do give a lot of credit to the city for kind of raising me a bit. I was very crazy when I was younger. I, I'm an only child and I had um, a really good childhood actually. I mean, I mean, here and I mean, we, all, we all have things in our childhood, obviously, that are good and bad. But um, I was raised by two artists. Both of my parents are very creative. They're both in the uh, like movie industry, and they are—they're awesome. They—they they raised me like I mean, I went to museums every single weekend, and I'd go to tons of like farmers markets, and I remember even going to like riots and things like that. They would—they're very liberal and very open, and they—they're almost like like new age hippie types, I would say almost. So they really just from a very early age, it was all about like. Um, I don't know, just like being very curious and being very open to others and they didn't ever force anything on me and it was just a very like open and honest kind of childhood that I had and so it made me think a lot about other people and what I really wanted in life and they really let me kind of just like play and explore which I think was really, really good. Um, and then I just, I mean, I, I did get into a lot of trouble and bad things. And they, I mean, like I talked to my mom now, she's like, I literally wanted to kill you. Like you were the worst child ever. And I probably put them through like hell and back. But um, that's what happens to here. I mean, you grow up really fast and there's so much accessible in LA. So you can just kind of be like 13, 14 and just like have everything at your fingertips and whatnot. So I definitely ventured into like a very dark place um, through my, I guess, young adulthood. And then that's kind of whenever I started getting, I mean, I was always kind of healthy. My parents were very healthy, but never to the point where, like, I mean, I still like, you know, would go out with friends and like drink and have crappy food and just really like, I don't know, I just got into very dark spots that I kind of had to eventually choose to get out of, which I think is why this account kind of came into play because it was my way of just um, trying to keep myself in check and kind of just share my experience with kind of coming out of the other side of it. So, yeah, but I, I think overall I had a really interesting childhood and it really kind of shaped with the city and with, just the way I was raised really shaped kind of how I am today a bit, so. Yeah, I mean, because when I think of you, I just think of you being so like authentic to yourself and vulnerable and just like open. And, you know, we were saying before we started recording, like no fucks to give, like I will share what I want to share, you know, and hope it helps someone. And I, you know, I love that about you. And I think a lot of people do. And it goes to show that having that sort of childhood where, there is that open, honest communication, right? Like you're not, I feel like it doesn't create that block inside of us that so many of us now struggle with of like 
truly being honest or truly embracing that authentic side of ourselves. Cause if you don't have that type of, you know, attitude, personality, like experience in your childhood, like a block can form in your mind and sort of keep you from being that way. I think that's the biggest thing that people that I think a lot of us struggle with. And I think especially now with social media and it's like who you're portraying online versus who you are in real life versus who you want to be. I think there's all these like almost like all these crazy different sides of us that we're trying to, it's like you want to be someone, but then you're, you're having, you're feeling stagnant in your real life. And then you're, you're like, you, it's just a, such a weird like perception is such a weird concept right now. And I think like for me too, it's just, I mean, I get asked a lot about like how, like about a lot of things with Instagram, with my account, with like just a lot of different things. And I think like, I just, I think if you just like stay, and I know it's so cliche to be like, stay true to yourself, but like to really, that's why I'm so big on journaling prompts because I think we're not honest with ourselves a lot and we will pretend and like not pretend, pretend is okay. It's just more of like, we keep trying to, to do things or to be a certain way. And it's like, you really just have to align with who you are and what you want to bring to the table and like, let the rest do its thing. Like, you can't worry about the like analytics and the little tiny things and what how people are perceiving you. And like, I just feel like you have to let that all go because otherwise you, it just will mess with you. Like I will literally, if I think about it, like it'll like, it'll just, it'll mess me up. So I just, I literally like can't even think about like how people are perceived. Like I just post like whatever, whenever, like most random, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even think if anyone's even going to like care at this point. I'm just like, whatever I'm posting it. And like, I just, it's like out of sight, out of mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, it can be like, it can be so anxiety inducing to be trying to convey a certain self, you know, that we're not fundamentally. And going back to like what you said about like those times in your life when you were, you know, just sort of like involved in things that maybe weren't true to you. Like it just goes to show that, you know, it's, it it happens in high school. It happens in college. It happens post-college where, depending on our environment and the people we're around, like we're constantly trying to adapt to fit in. Right. And that just like pulls us away from being like who we really are. So it's like, maybe we force ourselves to be the extrovert that goes out every night when really like we love sitting at home on our couch with our cat or something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. hundred percent. And that's, I think, where, I mean, and it's, it's good. I think whenever we grow up, it's good to kind of play with different things that you might be into and experience those different sides. And I think too, like really when I, like, I guess at this age now I've realized like there's this beautiful, like kind of like dual nature of ourselves where we can have the, the girl who likes to go out and party and have a crazy time. And then you can also be the girl who likes to watch like the great British breaking show and like, sit on the couch and like, you know, not do anything and just like go to sleep at nine. Like you can be both of those people too. And I think we get so addicted to having labels and having um, a lot of specifics and and kind of fitting into, because it's very comforting to fit into like a a niche and a groove and, and things like that. And so I think, but, but letting yourself be all those different things. Like I've had to do that. I mean, that's like my biggest thing. And I think is, is literally being like, all these different types. I'm like, I literally will like one day I'm very tomboyish and very tapped into like my masculine side where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm like chilling. I'm like wearing big, you know, like Dickies and a big t-shirt. 
And then there's days where I want to like dress up and put my hair up and like be very much more feminine and much more soft. And like you can have both of those, you know, parallels. I think it's that's like the beauty of being human, you know, and you can switch during different phases in your life too. And that's what I had to realize as well is like I don't have to shun that younger Sophia who was crazy and wild and and you know trouble that's also can be part of me but now I just know how to do it in like a safer and more you know balanced aligned way so it's just the thing about finding that like I've really had to learn that that like you don't have to just shun these parts of yourself you know so yeah like there's room there's room for it all and what you were saying about the labels I think is so important I read uh, the un or I listened on audiobooks to the untethered soul like a year or two ago. And the one part that really stuck out to me was that he was talking about how when someone like when you're going to introduce yourself, right? Like we all have mm-hmm. our introduction to ourselves. And fundamentally, like all that is is like conditioning or labels we've put on ourselves. Like we're really just like this ball of energy, soul, whatever we are, like, truly and then we build all these labels over lifetime you know our name our age our demographic our job everything like that and um and i think like when you can sort of recognize that and realize you're not stuck in these labels then you can have that duality of tonight i'm going out i'm having fun i'm like this like wild energetic self and then the next day yeah i'm like more introverted and then some days you do this and some days you do that and i think that's like such a beautiful beautiful way to acknowledge the labels, but not let them define you in a sense. Yes. And that's, it's actually really interesting because, um, that book is very, the, the book I'm reading to by Joe Dispenza, it's the same idea that like we are just energy and that it's not something that's just black and white. You're not just this. And I think we form labels too, with like our diets and like our lifestyles and people, I mean, to be honest, like I think a lot of the fear of the unknown and the fear of life itself because life is just a big crazy like like just mind fuck like you don't even I got like no one even knows what's going on really so I think we we attach to labels to feel comfort it's like oh I'm like I'm this 100% vegan raw person and I'm I love this and I or like people that are obsessed with like certain bands or certain people attach to things because they're so scared to just be floating that it's like I need something to ground me and it's a label like I will and, and there's no shame in that to be honest because we do out of out of out of we need to we need that's why like even religion is a, a way of grounding yourself is to not just be floating and I think like that's very important but it's also good to recognize that you're doing that and recognize that you can also attach to multiple things and that you can play around with it. And when things don't serve you anymore, like I have, I've had a lot of friends who have been vegan for years and they've, you know, made their account based on being vegan and they've been vegan and attached to that and, and, and everything about their lives is vegan and vegan, vegan. And then they realize they're actually getting kind of sick and they're not able to support that lifestyle anymore. And then they're really terrified of saying like, I've actually been eating eggs again, or I've had to incorporate more like animal products. And it's like, don't be scared. It's not like you choose to be vegan and you have to be vegan the rest of your life. Like you can, it's your life. You can choose whatever you want to do and you can play around with things. Like if, if you need to start incorporating animal products for your health back in your diet, then amazing. Do that. You know, like that, 
but it's, it was this fear of like, same way, like if you've always, like if, you know, if I were to like cut my hair, it's the same idea of like, I'm so attached to like being this like long haired kind of like, you know, darker, like kind of girl that if I were to, you know, it's just, it's just like, it would throw me for a loop. And so I think we just have to get rid of that, those labels a bit and kind of just accept that they can change and morph throughout our lives. You know, it's not just black and white. You know, so it, it is a weird, I think also being in your 20s and stuff is weird in general. And you're trying to find those like long term labels and the, you know, you're, you're kind of shedding your old labels. Like it's a weird time for sure. Yeah. And I think something I always come back to is that change is the literal only constant in life. Nothing else is guaranteed. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, that's what happens, right? Like you might be labeled as vegan for a while and then you change or I feel you on the long hair like I just got haircut and I had a mini like when I saw how short it actually was I was like ah no where's my long hair (laughs) yeah I know exactly I'm like change is good change is good (laughs) um but so you mentioned before that it was you know you eventually sort of morphed into that more interest in the health wellness side of things do you feel like in the beginning you were like, like maybe your perception of it was a little off or like there were some sort of like obsessive or maybe not so great behaviors associated with health and wellness, just as, you know, I think you've talked about this a bit in the past and especially talking about labels, like there can be a lot of like not so healthy, I suppose, aspects of the health and wellness field when you really get into things. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I have an obsessive personality. Um, I'm a very, I can be very type A and very obsessed with lists and rules and I can be extremely dedicated to something. If I am interested in it, I'm just like very like, like I think just very like type A with things like that. So I think it can for sure get obsessive and I think it, it did at first a little bit because I think I also got addicted to feeling really good. I know it sounds weird, but like I kind of was like, whoa, like I have this power to actually feel really good. And it was kind of a weird, like I got like a weird high from it. Cause I was like, okay, like I started kind of like running and I started getting into just like eating better. And I think it was just like, you know, cutting out like, you know, staying out all night and drinking and like all these different things. And I think like you just get addicted to seeing results and seeing your body change and your skin clear up and like good things happening. And then I think it's like too much of a good thing a little bit. Um, I never fell too deep into like um, eating disorder tendencies or anything of that nature, just because to be honest, I've, this is something I've never really touched on much because I feel like, you know, I don't know. I, I, there's a big, big chunk of the Instagram wellness world that is dedicated to eating disorders and recovery. And I just never wanted to place myself. I never wanted to like fall into that because I know that there can be a lot of girls that will then reach out for help and looking for assistance. And I just think I'm not, right person for that so that's why I've been always hesitant to talk about this but I think I mean I think 90% of young women we all deal with some sort of to have had some sort of disordered eating in the past um just because that's the way our society is and culture and it's so hard not to fall into that a bit especially with just the thoughts and all of that um 
but I, 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 if I'm being honest, I've never had many problems with my body image because I've, this is, sounds really crazy, but I, I, ever since I was little, I've always been known for my body and praised for my body. And it has caused me a lot of issues growing up in terms of my relationship with men and my sexuality and how I view myself. But I've always been, that's been my thing. Like Sophia Kelly has ever since I was 13 has been like the, like I've always been talked about for my body and all through high school. And it's been, it's, there's been a lot of problems with that, but that goes back to say that I just never had that much of a negative body image problem. But my thing is control, which I know a lot of girls eating disorders, it's not even about your body. It's about control. And so I did have a little bit of that where I, again, got obsessive and just felt really good and wanted to keep controlling that and reeling it in and doing more and more and more. What more can I take out? What more can I do? How can I keep, you know, refining my diet and refining my my habits? And I think it does get obsessive. I think, I mean, anyone, I think a lot of girls, like, I mean, orthorexia is like one of the biggest types of eating disorders we're seeing right now. And, and um it is hard to find balance sometimes because I think, again, the control is another way to ground yourself, going back to just labeling as well. Um, but I did have to just kind of let go a little bit and realize that, you know, at the end of the day, anything I do is for me and it's not for anyone else. And it's finding pleasure again, because I think a lot of times people get into these the wellness and health and find that they can't they can't find pleasure because it's all very obsessive. So yeah, I think you have to just really find that balance. And it did take me some time. I think I was obsessive in the beginning, but it just wasn't, I wasn't happy when I was obsessive. So I had to kind of shift and I'm very pleasure based. So when I'm like, I can notice I'm not happy. I'm like, okay, this, something's not working. Like I need to figure it out, you know? Yeah, no, I, I so feel that. And I love actually, this perspective because while like a lot of people I, you know, I have on the show or I talk with have had eating disorders, disordered eating relationships, there's so many women that just like you, like they were just on like the tip of the iceberg, right? Like they, they just started to experience or they are experiencing like bits and pieces of it. And it can be, um, it can be odd because you're, you don't feel like you belong in the eating disorder, you know, quote unquote, uh, space community because right. you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't have all of that. And that can be detrimental, right? Cause then you feel like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't need as much help or I don't need this. But in reality, exactly. like, like you said, it's, even though it wasn't that bad, it was just, you know, a bit ex- obsessive, whatever it was like fundamentally though, it was keeping you from reaching like optimal happiness, optimal pleasure. And so, yeah, so anyone that's like on that tip of the iceberg, like it's just as important that you identify these behaviors and that you work to just really like, you know, find, yeah, as much pleasure and as much happiness and contentment in life as possible. So I actually love that you're sharing this perspective because it can resonate with just as many women. Exactly. Yeah. I think we all, I think there's a lot of us that are definitely on some, on some of the spectrum of it, of eating disorder eating. And I think it's important to recognize whatever that is, even if you have a few thoughts or if you have, you know, just, just a handful. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you're full, full blown in, in an eating disorder or whatnot. And it can also look different. Like I, I lost a ton of weight and I am 
making this whole video on it, but I, a lot of my issues around food then became anxiety based. So I could not eat very much whenever I'd be I'd become anxious because I would get nauseous and uncomfortable and I would show up in my eating habits, but it was never related to body image. It was purely my mental health that would cause some of this weight loss. And then everyone identified me as being like, wow, you lost all the weight. You know, are you like, do you have an eating disorder and all these other things? And so I think um, there's a lot of other factors that can go into disordered eating and food aversion and all these other things that I think aren't just related to body image. And I think sometimes, you know, eating disorders can get very, people can get, can think, because I know when I was going through the, the weight loss, everyone kept thinking it was related to body image. And I wanted to kind of share that, like, it's not just body image related. It can be control. It can be anxiety induced and mental health induced. It doesn't just have to be, you know, I want to be thinner. And then now, you know, I, I didn't like being thin as much. And I didn't. So I was trying to tell them, trying to tell my, my parents, I've been like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you don't want, I'm like, I, I hate being this tiny. Like, it's not about my body. It's that I can't eat when I'm anxious and, Anyway, so it's, it is, there's a lot of different things that go on with it, and I just think we all need to just talk about it more, whether, whatever part of the spectrum you're on, it's not just, you know, I'm full-blown eating disorder or nothing at all, so yeah, definitely love that. Yeah, I, I think it's important to even discuss that idea of anxiety and how it plays into this, because I know for me personally, just, I recently moved, and it was just a month of like full-blown anxiety on me. You know what I mean? Like just messing with my hormones, right. everything. And I realized about a week ago, like, oh shit, like I've like lost a bit of weight. And that's really, that's a mind fuck when you're in recovery, you know, when you're going through things. And I just started to realize like I'm, when I'm anxious, I have no appetite. You know, like there's no part of me that wants to eat. And even, even when I do eat, like I feel like when you're anxious, your body's just running at such a, elevated pace that like I'm sure you're I'm sure there's some science out there that just shows you know like you're burning through this fuel much faster than a car oh, a thousand percent no it's, it's so weird how like when I'm anxious like I can't I either like can't eat or I can't get full because I feel like I'm like fed up and it's like I you're also you're not really because I I used to have like really bad IBS and so for me, it was like, and I have stress-induced IBS. And so then it was like, I wasn't absorbing any nutrients from the food I was eating because it was just like going through me and like, I was so anxious. And so I wasn't absorbing any nutrients. So you constantly, you couldn't hold, obviously you wouldn't be gaining weight or you couldn't hold on to weight because you're literally, your body was not holding on to any of the food you were eating. So it's like, of course it's going to, you know, and that's not good. We don't want that either. So it's not like, there's it's it's just so hard to also people feel very also um I don't know I've gotten a lot of feedback too from people who have kind of been like you need to eat doing these there's just a lot of talk of like certain ways to live life and to do things and people don't realize the things that you go through or how your body works and so whenever I've had people just like just eat more just do this it's like they don't understand that like I have had IBS and then I can't even though me eating more it doesn't matter it won't it won't stay with my body so I couldn't so it's just like it's so wild to kind of be on this platform sometimes because people will say so many different things and there's so many different opinions and so many different things you should be taking and doing and eating and it's like 
one like one thing does not fit all it really doesn't and so you know you never know what's also happening in the background and you know it's, that's why it's always important to kind of you know suggest things and say things with like a kind of a grain of salt a bit so you're not just like I don't know throwing out it's, it's just it's a weird time with all this information you know but definitely anxiety plays a huge role in a lot of this for sure yeah yeah I I think overall what like going off of what you said there, there is this sense on Instagram and in the world we live in now of just like, there's so many resources, there's so much knowledge and more so like we as people just, it's like we have this inclination to like, we just want to help or we want to share what we learned. Right. And while that's wonderful, that's amazing. Like that's like, I feel just as, you know, like it's important to set boundaries, right. With typical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think like that's a boundary, right? Like going into mm-hmm. someone that you don't know, like going into their DMS or whatever. And like, I don't know, it just, it can be overwhelming when people are trying to like fix you. Cause it, it doesn't feel like they're just helping you quote unquote, like unless you're actively acting, asking for advice, like it can just feel like such an overwhelm to have people trying to like kind of fix you, right? Like oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. People love giving um, what's that word? Un uh, unsolicited something. I'm there we go. Unsolicited advice. People are just like I'm like didn't ask, but thank you for letting me know. Like it would just be like, girl, you need to do. That. I'm like literally the amount. I am so bad at getting back to DMs. I probably have like a thousand unread dms right now and i feel so bad but it takes a lot of energy too like i want to be able to respond to people but i think because i opens up so much on my instagram and like i document everything that people want to talk like dot like they want to like share things with me and i'm like okay this is like i'm not a therapist i love all of you but i'm not a therapist and people will literally message me like giving me like their whole rundown of like a relationship or like advice. And I'm like, Oh my God, I do not, I cannot do this. I had, I'm going to get drained. And like, I don't know. It's just like, it's so funny how I think now with social media, we're able to just connect and to talk to each other so much. And Amy, you never used to be like that back in the day. You couldn't just like, just message someone random and like, you know, and, and then whenever I don't respond, people will get mad at me. And I'm like, I, I can't handle this. Like it's too much, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, it's a very real energy exchange that happens in the DMS and it's drain. I mean, it's, it's an unequal energy exchange where it's draining, right? Because we're providing content every single day um, through our in-feed posts and also on stories. And then when, you know, people do come to us, it's like, yes, we love to connect. We love the community aspect of it, but it's draining because yeah, what do you do? Like if you don't respond, then people get upset. And if you take time to respond, you're, you know, draining your energy. Most of us are doing this as like a side hustle in between everything else. And it's like, at that point, like you can't it for me, like I'd rather just not open it at all than have to respond and say like, I'm so sorry. I I don't have time. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like, like, if I do not see it, it is not there. (laughs) no but then what I've been doing though I've been doing voice memos I've yeah, literally this... been responding like talking and, and the girls are like whoa I'm like I'm sorry I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk right now because I don't got time to type shit out like I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk to you let me just like like it's it's just so much easier because I can be like doing something else and then just mm-hmm. be like you know I'll be on like a walk just like responding to all of these dms and it's so funny but 
I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm going to have to do. If you want a response from me, you're going to get a voice memo. So I, I <laughs> why think not? People, you know? Yeah. I think people like it better. You know what I mean? Like if you really admire someone and you're like, you know, messaging them on Instagram, I'm like, if someone gets a voice memo back, like they probably feel pretty good about themselves. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I got one message on my YouTube, like someone commented on my YouTube video. And she was like, I've messaged you so many times and you never respond to me. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And I was like, shit, I got to get better about DMing people back because like she full on was like, I'm going to post. And I got like 20 likes on that. Comp. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. Like this poor girl was like trying to get a hold of me. But, and also, you know, I might miss things from like brands. Like it's so hard. Like I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed with, you know, I miss so many DMs, even from like my friends. Like it just gets like crazy. But you know, that's I think I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's weird. Social media and Instagram is so weird. <laughs> it is. And have you found yeah. like with YouTube, like how has that journey been with you? Like feedback wise, content creation wise, like do you feel good about it? Is it like something that energizes you or sort of <laughs> sort of? Yeah, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm. I think is it's like I'm someone like I don't know I just kind of been putting shit out there and like I don't even really like I'm not even processing like the feedback as much or like even really I'm really bad with honestly people ask me about social media all the time and I'm like the worst person when it comes to social media because I am the type that like okay I literally will post things stories and feed things YouTube and I will never I don't think I've looked at my analytics and like probably like two weeks. The last time I looked at my analytics for anything has been, and it's not, it's out of like me just like, I just don't want to like, I don't know how to read it. And I don't know how to like, like when, when brand, like when companies are like, what's your engagement? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'll try to find it for you. But like, I don't know. And like, I don't know. I just, it's not, it gives me anxiety. Like the, I think the only way that I can post as much as I do and story as much as I do and just kind of, keep doing that is by like literally not thinking about what I'm posting and like not thinking about it. And I know it sounds probably not smart on like a business front, but like it keeps me sane. Like when I post YouTube videos, I'm just like, boom, posted it, done. I don't even care. It was fun for me to, to make and to watch. And I've been doing vlogging, which is really fun because I'll just take snippets of like my whole week and just kind of like throw it together and post it. And it's so fun to edit. I love it. I think it's, very I'm very visual so I just love seeing it all come together but I'm like you know I'm not gonna do the whole like like and subscribe thing I'm not here to like even make I don't even think of YouTube as like oh, another I just want people to like if you're gonna watch my shit you're gonna watch my shit if you're gonna subscribe you're gonna subscribe I don't need to tell you anything like like I'm sorry but it's like if you're gonna support me you're gonna support me and I'm not gonna ask anyone to support me because it's like you like what you like and you I don't know. I feel like I just don't work that way. I just would like it to be like, I'm going to put out what, you know, my content and then whatever that feedback is, it is. And that's it, you know? So I don't know, but it's been really fun. And I, I do want to continue making, you know, a mixture of fun, but also informative videos and everything. So, but yeah, it's been, it's been a fun time, honestly. I love that. I think, you know, I'm starting to get that mentality with Instagram, especially like I, I just, at the end of the day, like, I just don't 
care. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I yeah. won't even notice that engagement's down until everyone's saying like, oh, the algorithm sucks. And I'm like, oh, Same. Yeah. I'm like, my posts are like, I'm like, oh, I don't, I didn't, how do you know? How do you like go? Shit, I don't know how you notice that. Maybe I, I need to take a go Instagram 101 class. Cause like, I'm like, I don't know if the algorithm's fucked up. Like, how do you know that? Like, what do you mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. And same, like, like, I don't even know, or analytics. I don't even know the last time I looked because like in the beginning I would. And then I realized like, oh, this never makes me feel good. So I just haven't in probably like months. And I just don't care. Like, I do not have the time of day to care about that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much more. It just like can also give you more anxiety and then you start you start overthinking what you're doing and then but but then when you're overthinking it goes back to that whole like when you start doubting yourself and doubting anything you're doing and not coming from an authentic place because then you're thinking okay so let's say you see your engagement down and then you're like shit I'm obviously not making good enough content and then you start comparing yourself to other people who you think are doing good content and then you start doing things unauthentically because bam, you're subconsciously now trying to be like the person you think is being successful. And they're just being successful probably because they're just doing them. So it gets in this game. Like you have to just keep like your, your like narrow, like pin focus on just like what, who you are, what you're putting out and everything else is like can fall away. And I think engagement also goes up and down. Like there's just times when like you're putting out things or it also just depends on like, you know, the people, your, like, your community, and, like, you know, it, it really, I don't even know what it depends on, to be honest, but, like, it just, it, it's a whole, like, who even knows? This shit's, like, crazy. It's, like, who knows at this point, you know? No, but, yes, yeah. like, what you said about the, like, the moment you start doubting yourself, that's when, like, everything else creeps in. That's so fucking true. Like, I, I'm just thinking of it in my own life. Like, we've all been there. Like, the times when... Yeah. Yeah, we just quit believing in ourselves and what we're creating and we just look around and instead of like creating from our ourself, we're creating from this like mood board in our mind, you know, of everyone else's content. And I just oh, I love that you said that. Um, yeah, and I guess I know it's so true. Yeah, you'll start pulling from other people thinking that's what I need to be doing. But in reality, that's what they're doing. But you can be doing like it, it's weird. It's like, but it, we do it. We all do it. I mean, we all subconsciously feed off of each other, which I think is also a beautiful thing. I think there's something really amazing about also feeding off of your community and sharing ideas and sharing inspirations. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you get to be, we're like, I'm not doing enough. What are they doing? And let me try to like subconsciously try to be that way too. It just doesn't work. Like that's when it just like doesn't work, you know. Yeah. And I think like a good way to really come to clarity with that is like you mentioned in the beginning, like journal prompts, like the importance of finding a way to be honest with yourself. And maybe that is like journaling of, you know, like, like, does this content actually feel like it's coming from me or does it feel like it's coming from outside sources or just like overall, I love that idea of journaling or, you know, for some people, maybe it's meditating or therapy, like whatever it is to get honest with yourself about just like who you are and what you want to be putting out in the world. Exactly. No, I think it's, it's really good. And you can also see when people are very, when they're, when they're doing things from more aligned state, like I've had a few friends and their accounts that have kind of shifted into other things and I can see them like glow, like literally they just like glow and they're so much happier talking about things that they're actually very passionate about. And just like seeing that process and seeing them kind of 
expand and open. You can genuinely, even from a screen, see that they're more excited about what they're talking about and that they're jazzed about life and that they have all these other I mean, I think we're also, like, I'm kind of veering away just from food. Like, I used to post, like, a recipe every single day, and now I'm getting more into just, like, overall, like, who Sophia is, and I can bring, you know, what else I can bring to the table, whether that's journaling, whether that's, you know, like, home and, like, home decor, whether that's fashion, whether that's just, like, my random thoughts. Like, I think a lot of my stories now are just, like, I will literally just have random things that I music like random like images inspirations things i just pulling from like my own curiosities about life and things like that and i think that's what people also want to see is just like our own individual you know they don't want to see the same person on repeat they want to see like what's going on in your brain how are you thinking about the situation what's your perception of this how do you feel about you know the the situation it's just like that's what people want to see is is different thoughts and it, it expands everyone else's own way of thinking too you know so it's we're all helping each other by being ourselves honestly so yeah no, no and it, it gives others permission to even think like to even see that that is possible right so if someone's only ever posted yeah. food or fashion whatever it is like they've just kind of confined themselves to this box or this niche and then they start following people like you and others that have these like open broad accounts like that's almost you know it's not like you want to copy but it can give people permission to be like oh yeah i could share about this other part of my life or i could share about this or that and it, it acts as like an expander in that sense you know like kind of like a manifestation term there but it is an, right. a source of expansion for people you know, in I love that. You know, I love the idea expansion is like one of my favorite words ever and I think that that's like to use that in our vocabulary more is so important because I think like I I've recently been talking a lot about like limiting and how like limit there's limiting beliefs and there's things that you just like we constantly do to limit ourselves subconsciously and that would be one of them too is self-doubt and to compare and to feel like you aren't good enough how can I then be better by you know copying someone else and what they're doing and that's just like literally shrinking your own self so just following people that inspire you and expanding your knowledge expanding everything in your life when you open more things up more comes into you and, and it's just it's like this beautiful thing and like I think I love that word though. I think I should get that tattooed. <laughs> Honestly, I love your tattoos. <laughs> Expansion. That's kind of cool though. I love that word. No, it is. And I love what you said there too about just like the words we speak to ourselves in our mind have such a great impact on us. And if we're speaking language using words that are limiting, right? Or they're self-deprecating or anything like that, like, of course, and that's what our mindset is. That's what our view on life is. But if you can be like expansive, I love like for a while right. you were, you were making lists of like fun words, whatever they were. And just like the idea of oh, getting yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. just expansive with the way we speak to ourselves and others. Like it, when you do that from within, then like your external world portrays that as well. Yeah. And I think too, is like, for me, another thing that like, really helps me also get out of my own head is like just also learning more. Like I've been like, I'll pick up like a cookbook on like Indian food or I'll listen to like French radio stations or I'll just for if I'm like having a weird day, like I think expanding our knowledge with different cultures and people and things like I'll go to the grocery store and just ask 
the girl, like the guy who's helping me out, like, like, oh, how's your day going? And like, actually ask him, like, wanting to know how your day's, how his day's going, and just like expanding your, your, just like accessibility. And I think that we just, as humans, like, we have these brains that can process so many different things and can be constantly learning. And I think we confine ourselves to like just three people we hang out with, the four TV shows we watch on repeat and like our little and the same music and the same everything. And like the more we just like expand and you don't have to like everything. You can listen to French radio and be like, I fucking hate this. But like at least then you've tried it and you, you, you can say like, Oh wow, I tried listening to French music and you can at least have your kids. You're building more like, the, the neurons in your brain are firing and, and, and making decisions and your perceptions of things and you're learning more and like learning consistently, whether it's through other people or music or food or tastes and using your senses, like that expands your life. And then you start figuring out that's how you also build a crazy good personality because you're just like, by picking up all these different things, you're able to really cultivate like a beautiful persona that's well-rounded that has all that's what my parents like really honed in on me at an early age was like always ask people questions always like listen to people's stories also like always like read and watch different kind of movies and tv shows and it's great to be in your comfort zone of like watch like, I can watch sex in the city like I've watched like I've watched that whole probably show like 10 times because it's my comfort show but sometimes I have to be like, you know what, Sophia? No, you're going to watch something interesting that's something different and challenge yourself. Challenge your fucking brain. Like, don't just, like, go to the same groove, you know? And I think that's part of it, too, is, like, when you start expanding your horizons and your the people you talk to. Like, some people, like, I have, like I know some people that I used to hang out with that, like, would never talk to anyone besides, like, cool, pretty, their, their same normal, like, friends and I'm like that's not cool like hang out with people that are weird or that are into interesting things or like like that that you know one because I used to only hang out with like artists or like creatives and now I have friends that are like wanting to be like neurosurgeons and I'm learning so much from them and like the way that their brain works and stuff like that so anyways I just think that was a long rant on expansion but I think that like we just can't limit ourselves and we have to just keep I don't know, keep learning, keep being curious. Like if I could give one piece of advice to just anyone in the world, that would be my thing. It's just like keep learning and keep being curious and just like keep expanding, you know? Yeah, I mean, curiosity keeps us young. It helps us realize like what do we actually like and dislike? Like how boring is it yeah. if you're just like, you know, my name's Emily and I like this, 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 and I don't like this or that. When you could experience all these wonderful things and right. like you it's it's stimulation like you're stimulating your your brain your emotional health your mental health like it's so important to just stimulate and keep things interesting and keep things going so you don't get stagnant because when you're stagnant then yeah you're not growing you're not evolving you're not expanding but the moment you stimulate yourself by doing those like new unknown whatever it is things like yeah, that's when the expansion comes in. That's when you can become like the best fucking version of yourself like there ever is. Right. Like you just keep growing into that. Exactly. No, 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess as sort of like a kind of closing note, um, when it comes to, you know, mental, emotional health, we've discussed journaling. 
Are there any other practices that you would just advise people, you know, maybe look into or be curious about? Um, it's something that I think this year especially has tested people in, you know, that mental, emotional well-being. So any advice you maybe have in that field, I, I think people would really resonate with. Yeah, a few things that have really helped me are like the first few things that come to mind are first, like letting it all out. So I think like for me, that can come in different ways. That could be yeah, literally like going and like chanting and yelling. Like I'm, I know that sounds crazy, but like sometimes you have like your throat chakra. I'm really big on like the chakras and it'll feel like when I get anxious sometimes it'll like my throat will just want to close and feel very gross and like I, I can't handle it and I will literally cry, scream, like go in the shower and just like and, and like I swear it it feels like the biggest release. Like I think things get trapped, our our fears, our emotions, like it all like sits in us in our chest and our throat. So letting it out. That could even be like some people like sweating, like going for a run, um, doing something that's just gonna like like deep breaths, like just really getting it all out. Um, another thing is grounding yourself. Like for me, going into nature, taking off my shoes, putting my feet in like the sand and the grass and water, splashing my face with cold water, doing cold like immersion therapy in general, like jumping into a cold pool taking a really cold shower and like, like doing the, those breathing techniques, like it, for my anxiety, it, like I'm probably going to go jump in the pool. I'm not anxious right now, but just cause I do it every day now, I'm probably going to go jump in the cold pool, like right after this. Cause it shocks your brain and it like literally makes you, you can't think about anything else besides being freezing in that moment. And it, for some reason just like takes me back into reality. Like it's wild. Um, and then also, like, I know meditating is very common, and it it's hard. I, I like, I can't do, med I can't meditate on my own. I do need a guy, I do use Insight Timer um, or the Calm app to help me with guided meditations, which have changed my life, because just listening to someone's voice, you know, take me through a breathing sequence and stuff like that is so helpful. Um, definitely meditating, and I think just, like, honestly, leaning on good friends and family and our comfort. Like I think just like going, like I was like for me, I just needed to reach out to my friends more recently as I've been struggling and just talking about things and talking to your, like anyone that you feel comfortable with that you can just kind of share and speak out your worries. And I think just like, you know, it's not keeping things inside because that's when illness happens. That's when you get IBS. That's when all those things happen is when you keep it inside. So like for mental health, I think letting it out and really just kind of finding those grounding techniques, meditation, you know, cold therapy, um, any journaling, any of those, even like regular therapy. Sorry, this is me living downtown trying to film anything it's just like a siren I love it anyways um also therapy and like counseling is like the best thing ever like I've even just been doing like online therapy and it's helped me so much like therapy is a freaking godsend so 
never be ashamed to do therapy or to get help with that. Like we all need help. We all need help. Do we? Like, I think like 99% of human beings, like I think going into life, like after the age of like 18, you just need some sort of like help therapy. Like we're all like, we, especially nowadays, like there's so much going on. Like it's the most like normalized thing ever. Like therapy is amazing. And there's so many good online resources too, where you can just talk to a therapist that's covered by insurance. Like there's some really, I'm actually going to share some soon in my account because I think like we all sometimes need just someone, a professional to talk to. So yeah, that's kind of my, my overall tips, but it's hard. I think just like we have to just also lean on each other, you know, and that's all we can do right now. It's a hard time, but yeah. No. Yeah. And those tips are all, you know, you can do them for free, you know, for most of them, therapy is hopefully covered. Um, but yeah, there's really no excuse to just not give one a try and see what happens. Be curious. So I love that. Exactly. Um, Well, where, where can people find you and follow along? You are just a queen. I, I just love, you know, everything you share and the way you share it. So where can people find you, um, follow along? Um, wellness with self. I kind of want to, I eventually want to change my name, but that is my Instagram. And I think my YouTube is Sophia Rose, but I might change it to wellness with self too. So it's easier to find me, but I also have a website, which has, I haven't been posting as regularly, regularly on there, but I do have a lot of like just tips and like written things that also could probably help someone too if you're struggling and but definitely my Instagram, I'm like constantly, constantly posting on there. So I'm like active always. And I will read your DM. If someone is listening here and is like, wow, I'm never going to DM her. I will get to it. I promise you will get a voice memo from me. And so, yes. Even better. <laughs> exactly. There we go. 